and welcome. We're the Pandemic Professors. With puppies. Coming to you pre-recorded. Using Zoom. 12 miles apart. With face masks at the ready. I'm Dr. Bowers. And I'm Dr. Barfield. And we're here with you now for connection. Comedy. And comfort. Dr. Bowers, my neighbor was telling me about a program where anyone over the age of 60 can take college classes for free if they qualify based on income. I've heard about this program. It sounds great and a good way for students to get another perspective from a non-traditional student. I wonder if people in this program have concerns about being in the college classroom during a pandemic. That's a good question. Today we're going to talk to Paula. She's been taking undergraduate classes through the Senior Assistance Program and will now be returning to the college setting in the fall as a graduate student. Let's find out what she thinks about it. Paula, tell us about the decision you had to return to the classroom. To be perfectly honest, I loved college so much when I started back in the 70s that I never really stopped. I went to school as a psychology major with plans to transfer to Radford. I'm a local girl and somehow life got in the way and I got married and had a daughter and needed quick money so I became an RN. But throughout the entire time I took classes at the local community colleges. Then eventually I retired, moved to a teeny tiny town called Rural Retreat with 200 people and 400 cows. It was near grandchildren and then my grandchildren started to grow up and my grandson wanted me to take classes with him. So I go online to find financial aid for him and notice there's a wonderful senior assistance program that if you're age 60 in the state of Virginia, you can go to school for free, any state college or university. And I took off. He eventually dropped out of college. I kept taking classes just to prove to myself that I could. I took pre-calculus because I had a teacher in 1969 tell me that girls aren't good at math and it's a good thing we're not because boys wouldn't like us then. She was a nun, so I've never quite figured out why she thought I would want boys to like me. So I took pre-calculus, took statistics, took political science. Then I decided why take classes at a tiny community college when I could take them at a big university. I put in an application at Radford, which was just 60 miles from my house, and thought I wanted to major in psychology when I was a kid. Why not do it now? I initially started out taking two classes the first semester and adored it. I was able to interact with my teachers. I was interacting with the students. I felt challenged. It was something to do. From there, I went ahead and registered for 18 hours for spring semester and was doing fairly well with it until all of a sudden there was a pandemic. Do you remember what it was like to step foot onto campus for the first time? Terrified that I wouldn't fit in, terrified that I would be pointed out and exhilarated because learning is fun. And that's basically what I've always wanted to do. Even in my job, I taught people. I was a preceptor. I was a diabetic specialist for obstetric intensive care. So I've always been a little touch of an overachiever. Were there any other unexpected challenges that you faced? The cost of the books. I'm on a fixed income. My husband and I are on social security. So we have limited finances. 
still you can arrange to get the books. You just have pizza one less time a month. We worked around things. My husband's tremendously supportive. He wants me to get a doctorate. He's a retired nurse too. And his entire career, he told people he wanted to marry a doctor. So that's going to be me someday. What are some of the benefits you've seen from going back in the classroom? How has it changed your life or how has it improved things? It gives me a focus in life because when you're retired, you can only binge watch Doctor Who so many times, particularly when you only really like number 10. I found myself laying in bed, eating too much junk food and re-watching Gordon Ramsay's Hell's Kitchen. I had no purpose. Then I started thinking, women in my family live to be old. If cancer doesn't get them, we're talking like 100, 105, still living on their own and functioning. My early 60s, I've got another 30 to 40 years to go. I needed to do something. And I have been in a wreck and I've had lots of back surgeries, so I can't play nurse anymore. Nursing is hard physical labor. It's not something you can do when you're old. So I just started thinking, what do I want to do? It was so positive because it's easy to get depressed when you're stuck in your house with limited finances. Now I'm looking at a future where I can have a second income plus my retirement. I can travel. I can do anything I want to do. And to get there, all I have to do is go to school, which is so much fun because every day I go, I learn something I didn't know. Now that we are in a pandemic, you've been accepted into a graduate program in counseling. And what do you think or what do you anticipate will change in a graduate setting? To be honest, I'm a little afraid of going into a graduate setting because I've taken graduate level classes before when I went back to school to to do the RN to BSN and you had to have electives. The people who are going to be in my program are the best. None of them are going to settle for a C and it's going to push me harder than I've been pushed. And it's a little scary because I'm going to be surrounded by the bright people, but it'll be fun too. I've already met a few people from my cohort that they're nice to be around and they accept me. I really wasn't expecting the kids to accept me and they're very nice to me. So how do you get through that fear and move forward? You just focus. I've already joined the APA and I'm getting magazines sent to the house on trauma counseling on women's issues and counseling. And I can read through all those articles, see sort of what I'm going to be expected to produce, become familiar with it, become familiar with the issues. I feel like I have to be a little bit ahead of everybody else because I'm behind with technology. I don't understand computers that well. Has that been a barrier for you in any way? It has to some extent, but At Withful Community College, I took a class on Office, which explained to me how to use everything. I got tested on it. So I make special efforts to play with it and learn what I'm doing. I figure they can help me out and hopefully it will work out well. You know, you're talking about a perspective 
that a lot of students don't yet have, but have there been ways that you've been able to add to the setting because of your experience? I am not afraid to speak up in classrooms. A lot of undergraduates especially are afraid to be embarrassed, afraid to get the wrong answer. And I'll raise my hand and say what I think. And the teacher can tell me, no, you're wrong about that. And if they tell me I'm wrong, it means I've learned something and I'm getting a lot more out of the class because I've corrected a misconception. For other people that are scared about, oh, it's been too long since I've been in school. Things have changed so much. I don't know what I want to do with this. What, what would you say to them? Things haven't changed. And you start out slow. What do you want to get out of it? Do you just want to take a class on how to do office well? Do you just want to take a class to familiarize yourself with one concept? I'm taking abnormal psych this summer. And the reason why is the last time I took it, I believe was 1987. Homosexuality was a diagnosis. And the things we focused on, the difference in language and the way things have advanced and how we look at things that are wrong. I just absolutely adore it. That could be something that, that people want to do. If you have been out of school for 40 years, then go to your local college you go into the admissions office, they will walk you through the paperwork. You fill out one form. You show them an ID to prove that you're old. I believe now you have to provide some sort of, uh, through income tax, that you're not rich. You have to make under $124,000, I believe, which most people aren't making right now. And that's it. You sign two forms and you're paid for and they sign you up with classes. You're not allowed to take a place in a class if it kicks out a paying student. That's the only restriction on it. Do you have any concern about being on a college campus during COVID-19? No, because college students are hopefully old enough and open enough to realize that if you're in college, science works. If we both wear a mask, our rate, the chance of infection are less than 2%. And that's if you're a carrier. If I wear my mask and I use my hand sanitizer that I carry with me and I socially distance, I'm not going to get sick. But they're going to put teachers behind plexiglass. They're going to put us six feet apart. So we'll be able to talk with each other. We'll be able to communicate. I circulated and scrubbed an OR for C-sections. You can wear a mask for hours and hours. It's not a problem. The fun thing is I get to move to Radford. I am thrilled with this because my husband has already said, do you know, I can go and like sit at McAdoo's and, and drink a beer and talk to students at the bar and we can watch games. My husband is a social animal like you would not believe. He's going to be right there in the middle of the college students, and they're going to be loving him, I guarantee. This is a man who actually was in the dressing room with Jim Morrison and the Doors back in California before they really hit it big. But he's met Bob Dylan. He's seen Jefferson Airplane and the Stones back when they used to play in the clubs in California. I'm so jealous. I am too. 
my 50th birthday, I got to see a Bob Dylan concert at Foxwood up in Connecticut. For our birthdays, we do things that are fun. We do Broadway plays and we, we do concerts. I think that's what makes you so resilient. I'm 60 years young. I have half of my life ahead of me and I'm not gonna sit here and waste it. Well, I look back at what I was like when I was young. When I was in high school, grade school, I was bullied. The only thing that I really did well was school. So that was what I went to. And then I found out when I got into the workplace that people will accept you the way that you are. And if someone doesn't like me, tough, they're loss. If you make a mistake, you don't fall over and die. And every time that you hit any obstacle, the chances of it turning out to be better than it already is, they're pretty high. Life goes on. You can't catastrophize. And I spent the first half of my life doing that. Oh my gosh, if I do this, what if this horrible thing happens? Then I found out horrible things don't happen. And if they do happen, they're not that horrible. You live through them, you learn from them, and you end up doing something even better. Well, we really appreciate you coming and talking to us. It's always great to hear about students who are excited to be in the classroom. I hope to have you in one of my classes one day. We'll have to get you in some technology courses. See, that would be something that I could definitely learn from. Anything that I can learn a new skill. I encourage anybody who is hesitating to go ahead, it can't hurt anything, to enroll for one class and find out how you like it. Find out how you can fit it into your lifestyle, even if you're still working. Anybody can profit so much. The more that you know, the happier you are. Thank you, Paula. It's really, really nice to hear that. And we certainly appreciate you. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. There are many ways to contact us, and we want to hear from you. You can go to our website, pandemicprofessors.wordpress.com, and look for the link that says, click here to leave us a voice message. Or you can email us, pandemicprofessors at gmail.com. Send us an idea for a podcast episode. Drop us a note of encouragement. Or send a shout out to someone you're missing. And we may even put it on the air. Pandemic Professors is a podcast on belonging and connection in the midst of the coronavirus. Hosted by Dr. West Bowers. And Dr. Sterling Barfield. We bring together the community of the New River Valley for conversations, comedy, and comfort.